Welcome back. Every year, around the first of the year or so, we try and get an update from Social Security Administration to talk about any changes that might impact you. And this year, there's a big one, the cost of living increase, of course. So Elia Souza, Public Affairs Specialist with the Social Security Administration, is joining us today to tell us about that and a whole lot more. So Elia, very nice to uh, virtually meet you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure, it's our pleasure. We, uh, we have had a long-standing relationship with the uh, Social Security folks, and we hope to continue that into the future. But as I mentioned, um, I guess the biggest uh, change that folks uh, who are receiving benefits uh, realized right off the bat this year is they're getting more money, right? Yes, they are. They got an 8.7% increase, the biggest we've seen in 20 years. Not only did they get a large increase, but our Medicare premiums have decreased for them. We're hoping this helps our recipients during this hard economic times that we're having. Can you talk a little bit about how the um, benefit is determined? You know, what goes into the, the thought process that goes into determining why the benefit goes up or down or stays the same and, and also the cost of Medicare? The cost of living and the cost of Medicare is determined by um, Congress. They make the determination based on economic evaluation. They evaluate how the economy is throughout the country and that they base the cost of the COLA. The cost of living increase base is based on that. Um, Medicare premium is also based on same idea, how much the cost of medical is throughout the country and they base it on that as well. So with tax time quickly approaching, like folks are probably wondering, is that increase taxable? To, you know, is that going to affect my, my federal income taxes? Depending on your income bracket, it could it could affect your taxes. Um, you'd really want to speak with your, your accountant or somebody that's more qualified. You'd never want to call the Social Security Administration regarding that question. But, of course, it could depending on where your bracket that you fall into. Sure. So what are some of the other uh, key changes for 2023 when it comes to Social Security that folks should be aware of? So right now we revamped our website. We made it easier for people to navigate and to understand our publications. On our website, um, individuals are able to review their earnings record, make sure that their earnings are posted correctly. Um, they can review what type of benefit they would be receiving, request a replacement for their Social Security card. For our recipients, those that have already filed benefits, um, they can go ahead and get copies of their benefit awards letter at 1099. They can update their address, phone number, and bank information. And for those who aren't recipients yet, you can also go online and file for various programs that we have. Okay. For folks, uh, Elliot, who may be filing for the first time, um, mm -hmm. are there any special notes that, that they should be aware of when they're doing that? So when they're filing for the first time, we do have on the website an easy um, portion that says prepare. And there it's going to give them the information that they need prior to a filing on um, whether they want to evaluate. The questions are really simple. Most applications for Medicare and for retirement can be done within half an hour. They're able to log on to MySSA, create an account for themselves. Once they've created that account, they can file their application, and they're able to log in and out. They don't have to finish that same moment. If they come up with a question or they need assistance, they're able to log in they'll get a re-entry number and they can go back at a later date. Okay, and I'm sure probably the number one question that you get all the time, or at least one of the top five questions is, when should I take Social Security, Elia? 
that is a very important question and really it is based on an individual's life. It's based on their financial and it's a very personal decision, right? Social Security retirement is a portion of hopefully what you've saved up for retirement for your golden years. We don't evaluate and we don't tell people when to choose. They can choose whenever they decide as long as they're at age 62. Maximum is age 70. Most people talk to a financial advisor. Again, it's a very personal decision on when to take that benefit. So it's important that they educate themselves. They can go onto our website to have an idea of what their estimated benefit would be. And then they also have to take into consideration health care. Right? Medicare, you're first eligible for Medicare at age 65. Um, unless you're disabled. So that's a big a big part of their decision is whether or not they have other means of health care. Can we talk a little bit about um, Medicare for just a minute and, and you know, the, the different parts that go with that and the parts that you have to apply for and the parts that you don't have to apply for? Sure. So um, at age 65, you're first eligible for Medicare if you're not a disabled individual. Um, there are many rumors and many people out there that feel like they have to take Medicare. But if you are currently working and covered under your group health plan through your employer or through your spouse's employer, you do not have to take Medicare at age 65. You would then fall into our special enrollment period where you could show us later on in life when you do stop working that you've had health care coverage since age 65 until current. So those are the people that fall under the special enrollment period. And then for people who missed their initial enrollment period or missed the special enrollment period, we do have the general enrollment period that runs from January to March. And somebody can come in, file online, and file for Medicare at that point. That one, unfortunately, does have a penalty for not taking it at age 65 if you decided not to take it and you didn't have proper coverage at that point. Okay. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point. There are all kinds of rumors and stories that that um, that folks are hearing about uh, fearing fearing being penalized um, if they don't sign up the good news is if you're already covered then you can delay right you can delay if you're already covered yes and if you have a question about that feel free to contact us whether you call the 800 number or even just go onto the website to see the information there you have to kind of self-educate on whether you need to take it yeah, um, there is an office uh, here in Quincy. Is that is that open to the public, Elia? Yes, our offices are all open to the public, effectively with April of 2022, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. They're open. You can walk in. We do encourage that you call to schedule a face-to-face -face appointment if that's how you'd like to do business with us. Um, we are taking walk-ins, but if you're looking to file for an application um, for benefits, then it's something more than a few questions, we, you may have to go into the office, sit there, wait, and then we may have to reschedule you or schedule you on an appointment for a later date and time. Okay. Are there special situations where somebody would have to come into the office as opposed to, to filing online? Um, initial applications, um, majority of them can all be done online. Okay, and that seems to be the most efficient uh, way to do it things. It is the most efficient. Once you file, if the employee has any questions, once that claim has been assigned, we would give you a call if there's any questions or concerns. We would call. And we also, there is a place for people to remark if they have questions or concerns or feel like they, they're doing it blindsided and they don't know the information that they want to at hand. If they make a remark on their application, then one of us that's assigned to it will give them a call and make, you know, clarify any questions they may have. 
Who cannot claim Social Security, Elia? Who would not be eligible to receive benefits? So Social Security has a lot of different programs. For example, retirement, disability, supplemental security income, and Medicare, just to name a few. Each program has specific guidelines um, that must be met. So really, it all depends on lots of different factors. The easiest way to look is very helpful is our website, or an individual can call to see if they qualify, whether you call the national number or, again, um, go into the office. Once you log on to our website, you're able to get an estimate of benefits, whether you're looking at retirement or disability, and then it also explains all the programs. It's Because we have such a variety of programs, it's hard to say who will not qualify for Social Security. Can you talk a little bit about the um, the disability program? It's like commonly referred to as SSDI. Is that right? Disability insurance. Um, yep. So we have Social Security has two programs. They're very similar. The requirements are the same. So it's Social Security disability insurance, and then there's the um, supplemental security income. Both for both programs, the requirement is to be disabled. Social Security states that you must be unable to work for at least one year in order to meet the disability requirement. Then we look at whether or not the person would fall into what's called SSDI, the Social Security Disability Income, where you pay through work, through FICA taxes, through your earnings, to see whether or not you've, you're insured through your employment. And then there is the other benefit, which is the SSI, the Supplemental Security Income, which for adults and children, and there are other requirements other than being medically disabled and work, we then look to see their income and resources. That is a needs-based program. Okay. Are there specialized programs uh, specifically designed for veterans uh, or, or disabled veterans? So for veterans, if you're filing for benefits for, let's say, retirement, and we're unable to get your military information electronically, we may ask for a DD-214, which is their discharge paperwork. Um, for veterans that are disabled and filing, if they're on veterans' disability benefits, we would ask to get the award letter so that we could help make that process quicker for them. It's a way to kind of push it along having that information that they're already receiving disability as a veteran. Okay. Do Social Security benefits expire, Elia? Do they, do they run out? For Social Security disability and for Social Security retirement, you mean? They don't run out. They shouldn't run out. You should, as long as um, you continue to meet the requirements as a disabled individual, mm -hmm. um, they won't run out per se. Okay. And then as an individual who's filed for retirement, those benefits are yours until until you're on this earth. Okay. I'm sure you get asked a lot as well, do I need my Social Security card, the actual paper card that I, that I got when I was little? You don't need your Social Security card. Most of us know our Social Security number by heart. Mm -hmm. We encourage that you safeguard your card. Keep that in a safe place with your important paperwork and documents at home. We do not recommend you carry your card with you at all times. The only time to, you would carry your card is if you needed it for your employer for some reason. But other than that, it should be safe kept in a, in a place where you know where it is and where you can locate it. Um, we don't, because of so many scams out there, Social Security, you know, would prefer you not carry the card so it doesn't get lost, doesn't get into the wrong hands. Yeah, we should maybe talk a little bit about what those scams are and what some of the red flags are if you feel you may have been a victim. 
So if you feel that um, you're getting phone calls that states that if there's Social Security that we're calling you, the only reason Social Security would call is if you filed an application recently, and we may have some questions regarding that application, or if you have some type of business with us. You're already a beneficiary receiving benefits, and you're up for a review, or you've had an overpayment, we are never going to threaten you over the phone. And if you don't feel comfortable, you're able to hang up the phone, call the 800 number, verify that that is an employee and what business we have calling. And we would never directly ask for money over the phone. If there's been an overpayment, you're going to receive a letter in the mail um, before that phone call happens. So just be vigilant and aware that if something tells you this is not Social Security, please hang up the phone, call the 800 number, and verify the identity of that employee. Okay. We have heard uh, in the past about actual checks being stolen, you know, Social Security checks being stolen. Are our paper checks still even issued anymore? Paper checks are issued um, to a small percentage of beneficiaries. We do ask that people set up for direct deposit at this time when they're filing for benefits now. Um, there are certain criteria that you have to meet in order to have a paper check. Most people are direct deposited. The safeguard or the, e the best way to save your identity through our website is to set up a MySSA.gov account. That gives us specific criteria. It helps protect your identity. And then only you can change your direct deposit, your address, your phone number, and information like that versus Unfortunately, if somebody has stolen your identity and they're calling over the phone and they're giving all, they're answering all the identity questions correctly, there have been people in the past who've had the direct deposit changed and it wasn't them. But we're very vigilant. We try to ask very hard questions. People assume that because we're Social Security, we know everything. <laughs> we do not know everything. There are reasons we're asking the questions to identify the individual to make sure we're speaking with the right claimant and we're not asking a stranger or a family member personal questions or giving out identifying information. Yeah, that's so important, um, I think, to know and and to follow up on if you do find yourself a victim, um, not to let it not to let it linger, right, to actually take action. That's right. You should take action, and there are lots of fraud lines, and you can call our fraud line as well. Um, can I go into the office and specifically have a, my card replaced or get a replacement card if I do need one? You can. You can either file online for a replacement card or you can go into the office with a valid ID and request a replacement Social Security card. And is there a cost for that, Elia? No. It's free of charge. Okay. All right. This, the uh, administration itself, Social Security Administration, how was it impacted by the pandemic, or, or, or was it, and did it affect benefits at all? Like everyone else, the pandemic affected all of us. We went from working in an office to all virtually working from home. CDC had very strict guidelines. We needed to keep our staff and the public safe. Um, very few critical cases were able to go face-to-face -face into the office. They had to meet specific criteria. Um, most of our business was being done over the telephone. We've revamped our online services so that most, you know, a lot more services can be done um, online for individuals. We've made it easier for them. But it, it, it's a pandemic and it was unexpected and it impacted everyone's lives. Our, you know, the employees themselves, our beneficiaries, mm -hmm. and just the public. Yeah. So how often do you recommend someone uh, check their Social Security account if, if, if they have one? 
It would be really good if you checked your Social Security account yearly. If you've set up an account and you're not a retiree yet or you're not drawing on benefits, it's good to go in there and make sure that your earnings are being reported correctly by your employer, by the IRS when you file your taxes, and just to keep an eye on that everything looks okay. And if you are a beneficiary, it's just nice as a secure safety to go in there and look and make sure that your direct deposit looks good, your address doesn't need to be updated, your phone number. You know, it's tough, but sometimes we forget, and when we sign up, we may use our home line, and then we get rid of our landline, and now we're on a cell phone. We want to just keep that information up to date because that is a way that we will try to use to contact the beneficiary if need be. Okay. And if uh, I know you can check your earnings history uh, as well if there if you notice something that's that's not correct is there a way to to rectify that? Yes, there is. So if you look at your earnings and something is incorrect or your earnings weren't posted for that year, you would want to contact your op- contact your local office and they'll let you know what evidence to bring down so that we can co- do an earnings correction for you. Sure. I know there's been a lot of talk uh, in Washington Elia about uh, the health of Social Security, the future of Social Security. Do you get involved with those discussions at all? You're just administrators. I'm ju- we're just administrators. Stay away from the politics of it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we should let folks know about right now? No. Um, I would definitely say that going online and setting up your account is a good safeguard for your information and your identity. If you have any questions or concerns, or if you believe you've been fraudulently um, a victim, please contact us. Other than that, we're here to help you at any point, and if you have any questions, feel free to go online and to call us. Okay, and we should check in with you again when, do you think, uh, to get an update? Will there be any future changes coming in 2023? No future changes that I know of yet, but things are always evolving and changing, so just keep out an eye for the news. You'll hear. Okay, and please reach out uh, to us if we can help uh, get information out to to the community. We're happy to do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, Elia. Good to talk with you.